Hello, hockey fans. It is finally time to start talking about playoffs. Playoffs. The time is here. It's right now. It's happening. Opening rounds are taking place in the elite and the premier NCDC a little while off. For right now, we're focusing on this elite and premier playoff run. And the only man I know who can maintain focus long enough to sort through all of these matchups, it's Dan K. Dan, what number cup coffee are you on right now? Lucas, it is spring training side, uh, spring training time in the MLB. It is NHL time. It is hockey time and playoff time in the USBHL. Dan K doesn't sleep this time of year basically at all. If I'm not keeping a podcast, I am on the phone sending emails or at a hockey rink. That is where I'm at every minute, every day this time of year. I am on cup of coffee today. I actually went and got a Wawa cup. We're taping this at 10.44. Yes, I'm still drinking coffee. Why? Because I got another four or five hours of work ahead of me after this. Let's go. It is playoff time. We are talking playoffs, and it's hockey time here. We start in the elite today, Lucas. We're going to start in the elite. Then Lucas is going to shoehorn in those first premier picks into the middle here. It's going to be seamless. It's going to be perfect. You won't even know what happened other than me telling you it's going to happen now. And then we'll finish off the premier. So Lucas, the elite this season, like every like everyone out there, right, in, in, in hockey and in sports, everything, you know, watching these teams navigate COVID-19, battle through the pandemic, figure out this year and put it all together to get the playoff time, that's a win for every organization in this elite level. Yeah, 110%. I mean, just the the will, the dedication to make it through this season, to roll with the punches, roll with the challenges, to get yourself here, to get yourself to this moment, deserves an award in of itself. And now that we're here, it feels a little bit back to normal here, Dan, as we're out here picking cutthroat matchups, picking winners, finding underdogs where – Maybe you wouldn't even consider them an underdog. A little bit of a teaser for everyone a little bit later. Yes, it is. And, folks, as we get deeper into the playoffs, we're going to get a lot more detail in these picks. But on today's audio podcast, we want to keep you from a two-hour viewing win- window here. We want to. We love Joe Rogan. He does a great job with it. But I don't know if Dan Kane and Lucas Jones are worth two hours of your time. We are, we're definitely worth an hour and 20 of it. Right, Luke? I think it's a reasonable window. Oh, it's perfectly reasonable. I mean, Joe Rogan, he he does the five-hour podcast. We'll leave that to him. Us, good hour 15, I feel like, is more than enough. A tight hour 15, as they say in the biz. Let's start in the mid-Atlantic. You talk about, like, feeling like good old days, right? How about the good old matchup between the New York Aviators and the Rockets Hockey Club? The Rockets have just been unable, unable to solve the Aviators in the elite come playoff time. Will the Rockets finally climb Mount Aviator and make the move to Natty's? I mean, I had the Rockets Hockey Club and the Elite making it to the championship game in our way too early predictions. I'm sticking by that. Rockets Hockey Club today, tomorrow, the next day, and all the days until that championship. Aviators were speaking up on social media. Coach Wags heard about it. Coach Wags said, we won't see you in game three. Coach Wags calling his shot, calling the two-game sweep. I think in many cases, a matchup like this, David and Goliath, Goliath might overlook David. I just, in a rivalry, you don't see it as much. You don't overlook this Aviator team if you're the Rockets. You're so used to getting... Getting beat, get dealing with trouble in these big games. I just know for a fact Coach Wagenbach is letting his squad know not acceptable to, to lose this one, not acceptable to not make it through. Rockets Hockey Club, Mid-Atlantic Champs, in the natties they go for Dan Kay and Lucas Jones. Let me note that down so I don't have to memorize it. Lucas, other Mid-Atlantic pick, two verse three. You've got the Hitmen versus the Jersey Shore Whalers. Well, you know, I think this is another one. The Mid-Atlantic in the Elite had such a tough time this year. You know, it's a division with four teams. And and for those of you who've been following along on the regulation side of things, tough to get those games in this year and and a year of all years, especially with some travel restrictions some things that are happening. I think this this division has seen so much of each other 
that there might not be any surprises left. I don't think it's going to come here either. I've got the Hitmen. I love the Hitmen in this one. This Jersey Shore Whalers team, I like the future ahead of them. You got EJ Hradic in this in this camp. This is a guy who gets it, man. This is a guy who knows hockey better than you and I. He knows it backwards and frontwards. This Jersey Shore Whalers team has huge things are coming, but right now it is Hitman time. Hitman Rockets, that's two for two. Dan K and Lucas Jones agreeing with one another. Next up, we move to New England. In New England right now, just one pick to make, the Springfield picks versus the Boston Junior Bruins. Who you got? Oh, I think this is a tough one, too, you know, and I think the, the junior Bruins have proven themselves at every level of the game. I think this year there's has seen a resurgence of this junior Bruins team in the elite and premier divisions where they've sometimes struggled. I am not buying that this bear is hibernating come playoff time, Dan. This bear is roaring. This bear is going to the next round. I've got the junior Bruins in two games. I will pay someone a million dollars to just cut out the part that says this bear is roaring from Lucas Jones with no context to be <laughs> called upon in later episodes. Love that one. This bear is picking the picks. I don't know what it is, but I have always loved the picks elite side. I think they're scrappy. I think they like the battle and I really like what they do. I've got the Springfield picks over the Boston Junior Bruins here. Upset City. Dan Kay, yet again, not afraid to make the upset pick. Let's go to Florida. Let's go to Florida here. And let's start with the Tampa Bay Juniors and Atlanta Mad Hatters, two teams in opposite directions. Towards the end, the, the Tampa Bay Juniors felt like they had the parachute on their back. They couldn't run any faster. They were sprinting away from the field. The Mad Hatters, they got physical down the stretch. They added some folks. They got difficult to deal with. Is it Mad Hatters time, Lucas, or that the Tampa Bay Juniors storm on the Nationals yet again in the Elite? I got to go with my boys here, the Tampa Bay juniors. I, I know they've had their struggles at the end of the season. We were there for a lot of it in the Southeast showcase. We saw some of it in the hub. We're there front and center watching it, but I got to imagine that the Tampa Bay juniors have taken this opportunity to collect themselves, move forward. You got to find, you got to file single file behind your guys right now. Bahula, Custable, Fleer, Kuba, Ruff, I could recite all these names, but this is a team full of young leaders. They're going to make it past this round. I got to go TBJ as well. I agree with you on this one, Lucas. I think the good thing about the junior hockey season is it's not always what have you done for me lately. Sometimes it's just centering moments, right? And I think the postseason is what the Tampa Bay juniors needed. Sometimes when you run away with things early, it's hard to say you get bored, but you start to think you're unbeatable, you're invincible, and that mindset of having to be perfect every day gets away from you. I don't suggest that for any young players. You got scouts looking at you every day. Bring it every day. This juniors team, they hit some doldrums. They hit some bumps. They hit some breaks along the way. I go back to a series where Atlanta took care of business against Tampa, against their top squad. Their elite all-stars leave the squad, and Tampa wins. They get that scrappiness. They get the third and fourth line scoring. They beat Atlanta in two. Series number two, Charleston Colonials. Florida Eels. I'm going to pick first here, Lucas. I'm going to look at our power rankings. We had the Eels at four, Colonials at six. Okay? I stinking love this Colonials team. I stinking love them. But this Eels squad has been something else. And they might just be the number one team in Florida if it wasn't for a quick sprint to start the season by Tampa. That winning streak puts such a divide, it was just too big of a mountain for the Eels to climb down the stretch. I love Alex Sanchez. I absolutely adore Alex Sanchez. Andrew Luck lookalike. The Luck is on his side. Florida Eels in three in overtime at least twice. That's how they make it through Florida Eels and Tampa Bay Juniors for Dan Kent. Well, Dan, I'm going to have to disagree with you here because I look at this Charleston Colonials team and I, and I like them in the premiere and you come down to the elite side of things and you look at the sort of games that they've had lately. You look at the fact that they're carrying a little bit of a win streak into the playoffs. You look at the fact that they're 7-2-0-1 in their last 10 
I want you to ignore that goal differential. That goal differential to me does not matter at all. You know why it doesn't matter, Dan? It's because of late they've been so good. They have really been locked down on the defensive end. They've had some really impressive wins in the month of February, some low-scoring wins, some low-scoring affairs. They took it to a Carolina Junior Hurricanes team in January, and they had a really competitive series against the Florida Eels, Dan, also in January. That goal differential, by the way, in that three-game series, even. This is an even matchup, and I've got the Colonials. I like the pick. I love the Colonials pick. Like I said, I, I think it's a three-game series of two overtime games, right? Like, I'm not going to be surprised if the Colonials win. I wouldn't be surprised if either team sweeps. I just think these are two teams on the right day are unbeatable, but against each other, both on the right day, it's overtime hockey, baby. Going to be some fun for Nick Rush out there at the Florida postseason. Southeast Division Elite. Let's get through these last two picks. We start Carolina Junior Canes, Richmond Generals. This is a general team that has every argument to be the number one team in our power rankings. They ended the year at number two. They've got a statement to make, number two in the division, taking on the Canes. Yeah, I think this is a tough one here for me. I love this Carolina Junior Canes team, but man, is Richmond good. Man, are they so good. 8-1-1 one one in their last 10. Coming in here with a 9-plus-99 goal differential. Their differential's higher than the amount of goals they've given up. I just look at this Generals team. The, the Junior Canes, they're contenders every year. But this year, Dan, the Generals are nigh unbeatable. I go Generals in three. I think the Generals win in two. And I say this not as a slight to the Carolina Junior Hurricanes. I think that this Generals team feeds off each other as an organization. And because I picked the Generals on the other side, I like the Generals in the Elite here. I think they went in two. I think they get net mining. I think they're physical again. I think next year, watch out for Carolina. I feel like they're that one step away from taking that huge leap in the Southeast, similar to what the Generals did two years ago. Watch out for the Junior Canes next season. Generals this year, that's a double pick right there. The last one, Lucas. The last one. This one's always contentious. The Whalers, the Rush, this is Red Sox-Yankees, this is Duke, North Carolina, this is Cardinals-Cubs, this is Cowboys-Giants, this is, I mean, the kitten caboodle, man, this is for all the marbles. Hampton Roads-Whalers heading into Charlotte, North Carolina, taking on the Charlotte Rush, Hampton Roads the four seed, Rush the one. Heading into the postseason, the Hampton Roads Whalers, the first squad to shut out this rush side. Will they knock him out of the postseason here in the elite? Dan, let me tell you something. I have, I'm looking straight at it because I forgot to close my closet door. <laughs> I've got a red tie. Ooh. It's a pretty shiny red tie, too. Not quite silk, because you know, we don't like to be gaudy. But it is very shiny. And it is a specific shade of red. It's Rush Red, Dan. And right now, it's ready to be packed for Nationals because this Rush team is unbeatable. They are winning this series. It's going to be close. It's going to go three games. I wouldn't be surprised to see it over time. But right now, it just feels like the Rush can't be beat. Lucas, I said on a video podcast, you never pick the Hampton Roads Whalers. But I did forget. You picked them one time ever. And they lost. Yes. <laughs> You have in the six-year history of the Dan K Show selected the Hampton Roads Whalers once. They're 0-1 of those games. Unofficially, they're 11,000-0 in the games where Lucas Jones has picked against them. Today, I buck that trend. Rush Elite, I said in my way too early prediction, they win 18 straight, 20-plus straight. They're unbelievable. They're unstoppable. Yes, they wear a shutout loss heading into the postseason from the Hampton Roads Whalers. Big win, great win. Jack Stephanie, coach behind the bench, earned it, man, with a couple of couple of stitches in the lip there. Tough guy, hockey guy, does just what we do, bounces back, gets behind the bench again. The rush bounce back from that loss, though. They win this one. They do it at home for the home faithful. See you in Nationals rush. Dan Kay, Lucas Jones, both. With the rush, we move on to the premiere here, Lucas, coming up next. But first, 
How about that video podcast? Let's hear that thing again. You can skip ahead past this thing if you've already watched on YouTube.com. Yeah, go ahead. You can skip. It'll be about uh, be about 20 minutes of skipping there. Go ahead and get right past it if you've watched the video podcast. After that, you'll hear an ad. The ad is your signal. It's time to come back. Come back for the rest of our picks after this. But if you haven't watched that video podcast, stay right here because here it comes. What if you could naturally improve your sleep and fight snoring just by drinking water? Introducing Remastered Sleep, the first water bottle designed to fight snoring and provide a natural way to better sleep. This is not just an advertisement. This is a personal recommendation. I was part of the study trial and began to feel the benefits in just a few weeks. I continue to use Remastered Sleep to help me get restful sleep even on long road trips. Head to RemasteredSleep.com to find out more information and use the code DANKSHOW10 to get 10% off your purchase. Remastered Sleep, aspiring to make healthy easy. The place that I have to start when you talk about, you know, must-see matchups, this is an interesting one to me. You know, you've got you got a real hot-to-trot Philadelphia Hockey Club side coming in as a three-seed, taking on the six-seeded Utica Junior Comets in the Mid-Atlantic Premier. Okay, this is a physical Comets team. Guys like Kobe Smith skating around the ice, physical and people up. It's a Philadelphia Hockey Club team that when they're clicking – they are unstoppable, unbelievable. Yeah. You know, like that really bad song from, I think, the 90s. Tell me if I'm wrong. Maybe the early 2000s. Tough to decipher between bad songs and time periods. Lucas, two good hockey teams. Utica, a team modeled after your own heart. Philadelphia Hockey Club. Who wins this one? Well, I, you know, I think I think the issue that you have between these two squads is you know, you, you look at some of the recency in the games and in the record, the record doesn't necessarily show you almost everything right now, because as we've seen in the last month and a half, these squads, it's an arms race right now. You know, this is this is 19. This is prime 1960s oh, U.S. Soviet Union style arms race right now. And these teams are grabbing grabbing as many missiles as they possibly can. The Utica Junior Comets, like you said, I like their play style. I like the way they approach the game. The one thing that I'm looking at from Utica right now is a little bit of inconsistency. It's it's they win some tough games. They win some close games. They just most recently took this Elmira Junior Enforcers team that we absolutely love to a 4-3 finish. They ended up losing that game. Their most recent contest against the Philadelphia Hockey Club, 7-4. So they're proving that not only can they shut down an offensive heavy team like Elmira, but they can score goals against an offensive minded team like Philadelphia Hockey Club. I think the issue here is like Utica is going to get one. I think Philadelphia Hockey Club is just too quick and too skilled. But I think Utica is going to be able to leverage some physicality to get one game this weekend. I like that you say one game. So you're telling me you, you don't like Utica to win the series. I love the way Utica is going to physical. And I, I agree with you. I think this thing might go a little longer than you think. But you need someone to take it to the mat, you know, in a, in a big time playoff game. You need somebody willing to get in there. And the older mats, have been unbelievable, man. And you talk about Kent Lee as well. Kent Lee is a speedster, gets to the places he needs to be on the ice. I really like both of these squads in this one. I like the physical, the offensive battle. I just think Philly has too much firepower. Looks like Dan Kay and Lucas Jones both going with Philly. Put it on the DL. That's a Dan Lucas pick right there. Philly over Utica. Put that in the bulletin board, Utica. Let's see you respond to that one. Next up on Dan K's picks, I'm going to stay in the mid-Atlantic here, Luke, So I'm going to go to the 4v5 matchup. I'm going to go Jersey Hitmen, New York Aviators. And I'm going to start with my pick here because there's been a lot of chatter, a lot of chatter coming out of this Aviator side about how good they can be if they figure it out, right? And they've been struggling heading into the playoffs. 2-7-1-0 in their last 10. All signs point to hit men sweep in two. But don't get your brooms out too quickly because if there's one thing that the odd 
style, the the outlandish style, the awesome style of Mike Stanaway brings to the table. It is playoff hockey. Beware. <laughs> Watch out for Mike Stanaway in a phone booth, baby, because he's boxing his way out of there. He's like Superman in the phone booth, man. He comes out wearing the big S on his chest to get goals. This is a guy that they just, this team had to go through so much to get this point. I love this Hitman Premier side. They're balanced. They do what they need to do. I still think the Aviators are not done yet. I think the Aviator Premier might have a chance to see the Rockets Hockey Club before this was all over with a national title trip on the line. I got the Aviators in three games. And you know what's interesting, Dan, is I I look at this squad and – you know, I, I, the indications, the recency bias should tell you hitmen. Uh, some of the struggles that, that the aviators have had should tell you hitmen. And I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I also like the aviators here. And I know that this is supposed to be a little bit of a disruptor pick. But the aviators, I think, again, they're not represented by their past 10 games. They played some tough opponents in their past 10 games. They really threw down against a lot of really good teams. And I just think that the way the Aviators play, they can beat this Hitmen team. I look at games where they held tough against the Rockets Hockey Club, losing eight to six. I look at games where, you know, they've managed to score a ton of goals. I look at games where they've managed to stop a bunch of goals. I just think they've played a lot of tough teams. I think they're energized. I think they're ready to go. They have to stay out of the box. They have to, have to, have to stay out of the penalty box. They stay out of the penalty box. They win this in three. If they're stuck on the penalty kill and they can't get their guys out running, I know they like to throw in that extra forward, but they have to stay out of the box. And if they can, Aviators in three as well. I didn't expect you to pick the Aviators. I thought that was going to be a place where I could get a little bit of space between you and I. Nothing for Dan. No DMV moment there. No Dave Matthews band moment. No (laughs) space between yourself and I. Next up. I'm going to go to New England here. Let's save the mileage. Let's be smart with the car right now. The Dan K Mobile can only take so much free trips for everybody here. Mm-hmm. So we go to New England. Springfield picks at the four seed, taking on the six seeded Bridgewater Junior Bandits. It's going to be, they're going to be playing as the five. Well, I mean, you, you look at this and I look at a picks team that has done well. They played really even, you know, they have a a goal differential of plus three right now, 130 goals, 427 goals against they've played more games than the Bridgewater bandits as well. So, so you kind of chalk that up, but I look at this matchup, Dan, and, and I got to be honest with you, the Bridgewater junior bandits have been my team for a couple years now. And, and I'm not going to leave them here. I'm not going to leave them at the most important time of the year when they need the support, when they need to know that they got people out there who not only believe they can win, know that they can win. I've got the bandits in two games this week. It's the Springfield picks team, this Bridgewater team. I'm telling you, Dan, their, their, their numbers are, are lower because of the lower games played. This team is fire on ice. Lucas has the bandits with the janitorial special a little bit of a get the waxer out, make it shiny. I like that pick. I really don't like how we're on the same page right now. That makes me uncomfortable <laughs> because I, I love, I love this Springfield pick side as well. But if you're a scout a college coach in the country, you've not looked at Jace Rierick yet on the ice. You're not seeing what that young man can do. You're completely missing out. I'm calling out Springfield picks net mining here. If the Springfield Picks netminders show up, this is a sweep in the Picks direction. This is Pick City, easy pick, Springfield Picks move along. But this Bandits team, they bring pressure, mm-hmm. they're physical. We saw a guy we love, Jay Punsky, talk about just the, the punch in the mouth you get in the figurative sense from the Bridgewater Bandits when you hop on the ice with them. They are battlers, they are strong, they are well-rested. I've got the bandits, the banditos in three again, though. I think this is another long series. I think they're going to be a lot more long series than people think. Well, I mean, I, I just look at this and, and I see the offensive firepower they've got. They can produce on the power play. They've got a handful of guys that are over five points in the season on the power play. 
you know, it's a team full of guys who are just not afraid to to get out there and play in their discipline team. They don't take a ton of penalties either. So I think that has it in their favor. You know, the picks can certainly not quite an upset because they're the favorite. The picks can take this one if they stay out of the box. But I just think the Bandits are going to win. Put a triple star on the next one because I think we know this is going to have to go different ways. <laughs> we go to the mountain. We go for a long trip. Mm-hmm. 2v3. Loco for Noco? Or Pueblo for whatever rhymes with that? <laughs> oh. Pueblo Bulls, Northern Colorado Eagles. I got Noco. I'm Loco for Noco. I've been Loco for Noco since day one. I continue to be Loco for Noco. I would I I'm I'm just I'm in on this squad. I love the unis. And Lucas, we owe we owe a little shout out to X jerseys there. You gotta check their digs out. They're gonna be working on a little something special for the Dan K show. Incredible work there. If you saw that Northern Colorado Eagles uh alternate uni, fire, as the kids say, fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. Well, Dan, the jerseys are good. But jerseys don't win you hockey games. You know what does win you hockey games? The guys more goals in the Pueblo Bulls. <laughs> the Pueblo Bulls win you hockey games. The Pueblo <laughs> Bulls are going to have their work cut out for them. These are two teams that I don't think you could find two more evenly matched squads in the same division as you have with these two. Even down to the penalty minutes, the goal differential, they're separated by one point. I think that the Pueblo Bulls have a real chance to not only win in three, they have a real chance to win in two, much tougher. I think they'll win in three. I think Benjamin St. Ange, he has got to be the guy. You know, a lot of times we talk about a team that has depth, right? And a team that has depth can save you from getting, you know, having one guy just absolutely smothered. But I think Benjamin St. Ange is the guy who can break through that and lead his team through once more onto the breach, dear friends, and get his team through, Brigham Newhold, Wyatt Anders. These are your top forwards. But they're goaltenders. They've got two goalies above a 9-1 saves percentage. I think this is a complete team, an incredibly complete team in the mountain. I think they win in three. Okay, we move along. We go to the southeast. We go to the southeast. Oh, no. Lucas Jones, we go (laughs) to the southeast. And I will prep you for your next pick. With the pick prior to it. (laughs) Richmond Generals. (laughs) Carolina Junior Hurricanes Southeast Division Three game series played in Charlotte North Carolina North Carolina come on and raise up Who you got? This is another tough one I mean you look at You can look at a couple of different A couple of different things here Right you can you can look at the play throughout the season, but you know, I, it's not that I don't put stock in, in what these teams have done throughout the year. It's just that it's been a, a split. It's been month to month with these two squads. They've been back and forth all year long. You can look at goal differentials and you could tell me, Oh, Richmond's got a much higher goal differential. And, and well, but the defenses are the same. The Richmond's offense has just been a little bit better over 44 games. They're better by under half a goal a game. I'm not buying that either, Dan. What I'm buying right now are the Carolina junior Canes. I'm, I'm buying that team 110% right now. I know RC likes got a couple of tricks up his sleeve. And sometimes those tricks are sending a D line out there to run your guys through the boards. I think the junior Canes are well aware that's going to happen. They're prepared. They're ready. Junior Canes in three. Junior Canes in three. I, the one thing I love about playoff hockey is the physicality reigns supreme, right? Physicality becomes so important. If there's one thing you know about an RC like led squad, it's that they're gonna they're gonna hang, they're gonna bang, man. They're gonna hit. They're gonna hit you. You're gonna earn every inch of that ice. Carolina's hot coming to this one. Seven three and zero in her last ten. I love Zach Correa. I love Matty Wood. I love Adam Propchok. I love Nathan Solis, Jacob Burke, man. Alex Cannon shot out of a cannon. The Howitzer, Alex Cannon. Luke Halk, man, this kid's fast. This kid's speedy. Everything says I should pick the generals. I should pick the generals. You pick the Jun- Richmond generals, baby. <laughs> Here come the generals. Rise up. I think the generals get the job done. I think this is a physical series. I think this is the series to watch in the country right Agreed. now. 
Nick Bernstein, stand on your gosh darn head. You know what? Bernie has had great numbers this year. He's used to having insane numbers. This is where the Bernstein insanity process comes into play. Bernstein Inferno, the Inferno. Bernie, listen to me right now. Put yourself on the stage. Put yourself in front of those scouts, in front of those eyes in this crowd right now, and generals with a sweep. I think it's going to be a goaltender battle. I think you're going to take two of the best offenses in the Southeast, and it's going to be a goaltender battle. And that's going to be the, that's why it's going to be so much fun to watch because it's going to be one of those games where the offenses are just trying to knock down the door. You might see 25, 30, 35 shots a game. I, I would say you're going to hit the under almost every single game here just because of the great skill in net from your guys, from my Jack Perna, Jared Cable, David Blue. This is a triumvirate that can handle any team. They can handle it with grace. How about an over-under we can actually talk about in the Dan K show? How many boos will Lucas Jones receive when the doors open in Hampton Roads, Virginia, baby, at the USPHL Nationals, the home of Lucas Jones' hatred, the home of the squad that Lucas Jones in his broadcasting career has never selected. Six mm-hmm. years of Dan K show episodes. Six years of big games, trophies raised, titles won, coach of the year honors provided, broadcaster of the year honors provided, and Lucas Jones abstains from Whalers hockey. And this year, a first for Hampton Roads, big time underdogs, big time road underdogs against a Charlotte Rush team that has been unstoppable, unreal, unrealistic, unbelievable. Uh, the the play has been astounding. They have been rebounding from bad games. They have been spinning and winning. They do everything in the book correctly. Hampton Roads Whalers, Charlotte Rush. For the folks watching in Hampton Roads right now, we will be on site in Hampton Roads just weeks from now. Lucas Jones, who's going to Nationals? First of all, I don't buy Hampton Roads as an underdog. This is this is an underdog on paper matchup only. How dare you sell Hampton Roads as a plucky underdog? They're not plucky. They're a titan. They're a powerhouse team right now. You, the thing that that really makes me think that they're not the underdogs here is you look at the guys they've added recently. So you can't sort by points here. You got to go sort by games played on their roster. And you got to go down a little bit. You see guys like Chris Mingus, 22 games, 19 points. You see guys like Christopher Duclair, 18 points, 15 games. Sasha Tanoli, 19 points, 12 games. These are guys added recently. So Hampton Roads is not an underdog. This is an even matchup. But I go to the Charlotte Rush, and I go do the same thing. I click on games played. I scroll down a little bit. And I see nothing but the same. I see Elijah Devereaux, 14 points, 17 games. Aiden Lindley, nine points. Sorry, 13 points, 16 games. I go into the net minding and I see the man, the myth, the legend, David Battisti, who has put this team on his back, Dan. Yep. Yep. Charlotte Rush are winning this series and it is going to be a firestorm, but they are going to win. That's all that I have to say about that. We've announced our executive board's first four members and there's been a Southeast flair to start. It's going to continue to grow as we move along, but. For years, I have been Mr. Hampton Rose. You know, we've we've all heard it. We've all seen me pick it. I've walked into the building and folks have loved me. And it hurts to be in this position, you know. And the folks talk about Dan K. There are rumors, you know, is he human? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. How great could he be? Perfect every day, I, I guess. Um, but they love Dan K in Hampton Rose. They signs, billboards. When the folks show up at nationals, you will see the Dan K statue. I mean, all this stuff in Hampton Roads, Virginia, that has been built in my honor at this point. Incredible. But the Charlotte Rush have been my boys all year. And the Charlotte Rush, the elite premier, I said they're going to double dip. You're in an interesting I, spot here, Dan. I am going to put this out there, okay? Oh, no, I'm going to no, put no. this out there. I'm going to put this out there. This is the only chance the Rush have of not lifting the cup. This is the only chance I think the Rush have of not lifting the cup. I think the Rush survived this one. Cups being raised. Cup season, baby. I do declare, Mr. Beauregard, Sasha Tanoli, Kyle Watson, 
Kyle Watson, if you are a coach or scout watching us right now, I need you to understand how good this young man is at the game of hockey. Mm-hmm. It's unreal. And he's not just great at the game of hockey. This is a, this is a gosh darn great person on and off the ice. And I have an incredible time watching a guy from across the pond play this game for the last couple of years here with the Hampton Roads Whalers. I don't think Kyle lets it end here. I just don't. I think in three games on the road, the greatest upset selection of all time. Not an upset. <laughs> Hampton Roads Whalers. The, I, I, I think the Whalers win. I think the Whalers win. And the rush, wake up. Wake up. The fact that I can even make this pick. You think about it two weeks ago, right? The fact that I can even make this pick should disgust you. I should get booed. When you all show up, you should boo me. You should have a picture on the bulletin board saying, what happened? What happened to Dan K? Hey, little bulletin board material, boys. Coach Crothers, Coach Jewel, you know, Coach Schwabby. Wake the boys up. Let's go. Don't allow that to happen. Don't allow Dan K to come in and pick against your team when you're walking into your home rink. Don't fall asleep. Don't take a nap. Dan K's on 12 hours of sleep and on ass 96 hours. It's a busy time of year for me. I'm okay. I'm on my 86 cup of coffee. I don't suggest that to the folks at home. Hampton Roads Whalers, upset. Wow, that was crazy to say. I'm going to get a lot of angry messages. (laughs) I want to pick Steel County Blades, Minnesota Blue Ox, the 4v5 matchup in the first round of the Midwest West. Blades out of nowhere this season. Blue Ox started looking like the best team in the division. Dropped to four due to a lot of injuries they had to deal with throughout the year. Blue Ox, Blades. You go for the upset or are you going for Goliath because you hate underdogs? You know, you, you look at the injury situation for the Blue Ox and it gives you pause, right? It, it should. It should. That recency bias should give pause. you a little bit of pause. They've they've lost a couple of games, maybe hooves if you're more into the, the oxen. Uh, variety gives you, hooves, gives you pause <laughs> and and it should right six four zero in their last 10 but the minnesota blue ox you know they've got a lot of power behind that team they've got a lot of great players they've they've got some good goaltending i mean the defense has been really impressive this year but damn if there's one thing i love it's defense but if there's one thing i think is going to win the day in the midwest west it's the offense and I think the offense for the Steel County Blades has been nothing short of tremendous within the last month and a half. And I think the Steel County Blades are going to win this one. And I know wow. that, that is kind of out of left field because I've been hyping up the Blue Ox all season long. Yes. But I look, I look at some of the games that the Blades have played and they've kept it close enough against the Blue Ox all season and recently. Their most recent game, they lost five to three. I think they've kept it close enough where, you know, now they've, they've only lost by one goal against the Moose, right? They've had some really big offensive games. They've struggled against teams like the River Kings, but they're not playing the River Kings, Dan. And I think that Steel County can pull it together, get two wins this weekend. I think it's going to go three games, but I think they've got this one. I love the Steel County Blades team. I love what they did this year. I love the mustaches, love the look. I've got a Steel County Blades gator now, thanks to the Steel County Blades fan base. I rock my Steel County Blades gator everywhere I go. And I love what they've done. I really do. I feel like they're a year away. I think this is Blue Ox in two games. I don't think it's blowouts by any means, but I think the Blue Ox will control the game. They have a lot of guys that have just been here before. They know how to win it. Coach Witter knows how to play physical, knows how to battle. They were in the same spot before with a chance to play the River Kings in the second round. And they danced all over the River Kings and ended up their way into the big one, ended up in the semifinals of the whole thing. So watch out for the Blue Ox. I've got them in two games. I do love that pick, though, Lucas. I, I like you going out on the limb there. You know, you tend to just be all chalk. You hate <laughs> the underdog. You always tell me off the air, oh, underdogs. You know, you're always angry about them. So I didn't want to call the, uh, the Hampton Roads Whalers one, right? That's an underdog. That is an upset pick. Not an underdog. That is an upset pick. No way. It's, it's at least an upset pick because I'm upset for you saying it's not an upset pick. <laughs> All right. 
I think we go Colonial Stevie J. Put the man on the spot. Here comes Mr. TBJ. I am tired of it, Lucas. I love TBJ, too. I love those boys. But we all know how I feel about the Charleston Colonials. Charleston Colonials in two, baby. Done. It was that easy. Colonials, baby. I think that the Tampa Bay Juniors and I need to have a conversation. We're going to have it right now. Have it. I have been an incredible supporter of the juniors. Uh, I've even been called biased against the juniors. Uh, I'm so for the juniors that people see it as an anti-junior stance. That's fine. But the juniors... They also called out your man bun in that too. So they were real mean. The the man bun is is alive and well. So no worries about that. If anything, it's just getting bunnier and bushier because of quarantine. Uh, I think the, the issue for me here is that Tampa Bay has had a really rough road as of late. And I don't, I don't think I'm going out on a limb by saying that either. They'll be the first ones to admit they've had a rough road. Um, yes, they've had some, some good wins, but they've sort of struggled to find again, that consistency. They've been able to beat Atlanta. They, they swept them in three games. You know, they struggle against the Eels. They struggle against the junior blades and the Colonials are just such a resurgent team right now. They have all the momentum. They have everything going their way. They challenged the rush. They battled them. If you'd asked me in November, this would be a different conversation. But right now, Dan, I'm going to pull a U. And I'm going to have my cake and eat it too. Because I think the Colonials are going to win in three. Remember this, Tampa fans. Remember this. Terrible. Throwing you right under the bus. There is nothing quite like playoff time to pull it together. You don't need to worry about the last nine, 10 games, the last month or two, the slide, the, the inconsistency, some of the issues, all that's gone now. Now you just got to win two or three games against the Charleston Colonials. Yes, the Colonials are a tough team, but you're a tough team too. You've got some of the best scorers in the league. You've got great goaltenders. You got to shut down the defense. You got a, a 4D chess player behind the bench and Stroh and Garrett Strote. Everything is coming up Tampa Bay juniors for these next three games pull it together, prove me wrong, and let's go get a win. All right, Lucas, we, we had our video podcast picks. Those were our quote-unquote must-see matchups, but that, there's nothing wrong with what's left on the docket here to pick from. If we missed your matchup, it might not have been announced on taping day. We are taping this in the middle of the night here down at the Dan Casho Beach Resort. But, Lucas, we're going to pick what we have access to right now. We start in the New England region. South Shore Kings Islanders Hockey Club. This is a really interesting one because, you know, this is a a Kings team that I like. This is a Kings team that, you know, 17, 18, and 1, just under 500, but a plus 22 goal differential. 7-3-0 in their last 10. And I think that if the South Shore Kings were up against any other team, any other team right now, they'd have a shot. I just think this IHC team is too hot, too hot, too hot to handle. I got IHC. I love South Shore. I do love what they've done at the NCDC level. I think they might be raising the demeanor in the NCDC level. The demeanor might be raised by them, but IHC is going to raise the title of this matchup here. IHC is just too good right now. They might be the hottest team in the country. A lot of teams, there's a target on IHC's back right now. This is a team that always has a target on its back from the Southeast, from the Midwest, from around the country. Cause the thought is right. Like Islanders hockey club, they've been synonymous with winning for so long and they're in the Northeast and you want to beat them when you have a chance in the, in the premier or the elite in the NCDC, wherever you play them. And this is a team that wears that target with pride. They're going to go out there. They beat South shore moving on New Hampshire, junior monarchs, Northern cyclones. It's a new Hampshire battle, baby. Tobacco Road, forget it. How about the hook set road here? How about we head out the hook set New Hampshire? We played New Hampshire Monarchs and Northern Cyclones. Are we just going to gloss over the fact that you called the Deneen Cup the Neener? The Deneener. I put the whole name there. That that doesn't make it any better, Dan. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't have a name for it. I tried to say it. The Deneen. <laughs> I, I love the name. I just I try to I try to say I try to give it a hockeyer feel. I try to make it hockey for everybody. Well, de- Deneener, uh will it call didn't it, work. 
we'll, we'll call it patent pending on that idea, Dan. But that's not patent pending. That one, I don't want the patent. It's the Danine. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just upset everybody. Well, let let me tell you something here, Dan. You know what? I, you know what's interesting to me? Looking at this New Hampshire Junior Monarchs team, eight two and zero in their last ten, but they lost their last game, which means that before that loss, they're eight and one in their last nine. And that should be terrifying. That should be terrifying for these teams because you look at a team that has very clearly made some additions. You look at a team that is very clearly pushing the envelope here against this Northern Cyclone squad, which is just so incredible defensively. They are so good defensively. Plus 87 goal differential, 161 to 74 goals against, save percentages through the roof. 38 games played, 27, 10, and one. But you know what? I got one of those feelings. I got one of those feelings that the team with the hot hand of late, the New Hampshire Junior Monarchs, it's going to make this interesting. I think they're going to make it so interesting, Dan, that I think they're going to win this this series. Look, I don't have any cowbell for your fever here. I don't have a prescription for it either. What I do have is a quote that I need you to, uh, or a statement or a belief, that I need you to repeat after me. Ready? Okay, defense. Defense wins, wins championships, championships, defense wins championships, baby cyclones in two. They get the job done. They win the battle for the Granite State. They win the battle for New Hampshire. And I win an award for knowing the state name of New Hampshire. Good work by me. Don't take for granted my intelligence. We stay in the New England Twin City Thunder, Boston Junior Bruins. Who do we got? Well, this is an interesting one, too. I really like this matchup. This Twin City Thunder team, good of late. They've got that that top winning percentage. They've got a good goal differential. But if you thought that I was getting away from my mantra, my mantra that I've I've been saying for years that defense does win championships, you know, you'd be wrong. Because I think that this Junior Bruins team has got this one. Twin City Thunder... Love what they've done this year, a year like any other for them, especially being up in Maine. No one to play up there, Dan. They're the only team up there in Maine. I just think the Junior Bruins right now have a little more experience, a little more battle-tested. I think they've weathered the storm against a lot of great teams. I think the Junior Bruins take this one. I wouldn't be surprised if Twin City make it interesting. I love Twin City. Love what they do up there with the Thunder. Haji, the gray man, Benjamin Gray, they get it. They win games. They win hockey games. They do it right behind the scenes. They're a professionally run program. I just think this BJB team, it's been their year in the premiere. It's been all Boston Junior Bruins all year long. That's a Dan and Lucas sweep right there. Boston Junior Bruins with the win. Moving on, Lucas. This is a squad who, not going to put anything out there just yet, but we might see come the next round of the playoffs, hint, hint, Buffalo Thunder taking on the Elmira junior enforcers i might be a little biased because i want to go call an elmira junior enforcers game (laughs) but i think the junior enforcers are going to win this one we watched this buffalo thunder team in person they've got a lot of good top line guys they've got some depth to that roster i think you use the phrase quite a bit dan of they're they're potentially a next year team and i think this buffalo team is a year or two away right now but I think this Elmira team is right now, right now. They've loaded up. They're ready to rock. They're physical. They're fast. They're skilled. Elmira wins this one. The Elmira Junior Enforcers are a top 10 team. The Elmira Junior Enforcers are a top 10 team. The Elmira Junior Enforcers are a top 10 team. I have been saying it when people thought it was stupid. I said it when people thought it was silly. I said it when people thought it was wrong. And now look at you all. Look at yourselves. I love you guys. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I am saying that I have been screaming about Elmira since day one. This team gets it. We talked to them before they ever played a gosh darn game. And I said they get it. I was driving home. I was driving home from Michigan with Lucas in the car hour eight or eight hours in a row of me just bloviating about hockey lucas didn't get to say a word and finally he agreed he said elmira's a great team elmira wins this one we'll see in round two great lakes division pittsburgh vengeance 
Wooster Oilers. Yeah, this is another interesting one here. I mean, Wooster, you know, we know they've had some statement wins. You know, I just, again, you look at a team that's a year or two away. That, to me, describes the Wooster Oilers. They've struggled defensively. They really struggled defensively here. You know, they've fallen off at the end of the season, which is kind of the opposite of where you want to be heading into the playoffs. I think we got Pittsburgh in this one and two. Pittsburgh lost big time to the Metro Jets about a month ago. They were called out. Coach wasn't going to accept that level of output. He didn't think the effort was there. He didn't think the buy-in was there. Called the boys out in a good way, in the right way. And I like that. I think we need more of that in 2021. Vengeance with a vengeance. This team might be the Avengers by the end of this thing. I got the vengeance. Let's move on. Lake Erie Bighorns. Columbus Mavericks. Highway to the danger zone. I've got. Columbus, baby. And I got Matt Freer potentially following his own boys down to call hockey games with us in Virginia where Dan K can pick his brain yet again for NASCAR advice. Look, I, I think Lake Erie, their recruiting presence this offseason was truly incredible. They were at every event. They were talking to guys. They were, you know, hit the pavement running here. They were they're moving forward and they've had some good wins this season, five and five coming into the playoffs in their last 10. I just don't think they beat Columbus. I think Columbus right now has a has a phenomenal offensive attack. I think their offense is smothering right now. Is the defense an issue? Maybe in later rounds. I think that right now the offense can carry them. I go Mavericks as well. Moving on, we go on to the Midwest West. Lucas, a couple matchups to pick here. We start with Minnesota Moves and the Rum River Mallards. The Mallards started to shape up here towards the end of the season. This is not a walkover for the Minnesota Moose. But I got to go with the Moose here. I think the Mallards, if you, gave, if you had another month in the season, I see the Mallards as being right there. They just aren't over that last hump yet, and the Moose are just so deep. Mr. Frankel out there, the rest of the squad, I got the Moose in two. I agree. I, I have the Moose in two. I think their offense is incredible, defense even more so. Stay out of the penalty box. You know, Avoid any issues that come from, from that regard. And, you know, you get in there, and the Rum River Mallard's another team that could use another year or two on the development side. I like the Moose here as well. If your antlers are not up, you're doing it wrong. Hashtag antlers up, Moose. With the W. We look for another George here, another W. Who's going to get the W? And this one, Hudson Havoc, Minnesota Mullets. This is a weird matchup. Mullets in a year, Lucas, where it kept feeling like up, down year for the Mullies, right? And they would beat the Blue Ox. They'd come out and upset teams each and every day. Then you got a Havoc team that no matter how much they did, we could never find a spot for them in the top 10. Who is it? Who wins this? I think the Havoc have to be very careful here. I think this is a, a team in the Mullets who has had some upset. They have upsets on the resume. They've got games that, you know, people wrote them off and they came out with a win. So I think the Havoc have to be careful, but I am certainly not going to sit here and tell the Hudson Havoc that I don't think they're going to win this because they've been scrumtralescent to steal oh. a word from a SNL era that people that are playing in this game weren't even alive for when it came out. <laughs> I think the Havoc have this one. They got off to a late start, like you said, but they have just been rolling as of late. Yeah, Lucas, I like the Havoc in this. If you're if you are the Moose and the River Kings, this is the, this, the disruptor game you're rooting for. You want the Mullets to win, not the less than the Mullets in any way. The River Kings have looked good in their matchups with the Mullets. They've looked better than they do against the Blue Ox. The Blue Ox have been the kryptonite for the River Kings. The Moose have been the kryptonite for the Blue Ox. So if the Mullets won and everything else went chalk, the Mullets would face the River Kings. The Blue Ox would face the Moose. And the River Kings and Moose would both get to play teams. They're kind of the kryptonite. The Mullets have every capability of winning this one. The problem is game three. I think the Mullets take game one. I think the Havoc bounce back and take game two. I think game three is a barn burner. The Midwest West always has an upset, so this will probably be it. But I'm going to stick with the Havoc. 
Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think this Maltz team is a, is a team full of fighters. We know they were a team that was ready to try to make a run last year. They had a lot of a lot of guys age out. They had a lot of new players this year. I'm excited to see what the Maltz can do next year. You know, when when things kind of level out. But man, this Havoc team is good. Vipers, River Kings, Rochester, Wisconsin Rapids. I've got the Wisconsin Rapids River Kings here. I've been screaming all day long that I think this is the deepest squad in the Midwest West. I, I still worry about them in a matchup with the Blue Ox or the Mullets. I, I think they could get beat. Watch out. But I got the River Kings. Yep, I've got River Kings as well. They've been absolutely tremendous this season. You know, look for their top line guys. Look for their guys that are their top scorers right now. You know the names. It's it's Krieger. It's Newcomer. Bottles and Steer. I mean, you, you go down this roster and you see a whole bunch of guys that can play. I love their goaltenders right now. Their goalies are averaging a one a nine one three save percentage, Dan. They're facing a ton of shots right now, but they're they're good quality shots. The defense is getting involved. This is a scary River Kings team. A couple more games to pick here. The Decatur Blaze and the Detroit Fighting Irish. The Irish will always battle. They're always going to play physical. They went down to Hub City Camp. They played a big games. They play tough. They play strong. They got a never quit attitude. But the Cater man, they know how to get out there. They know how to score it. They know how to run it up. They can put up a touchdown on any given night. I've got the Cater blazing on by with the sweep. And I'm going to have to disagree with you here. Whoa! No, not allowed. You're off the show. <laughs> <laughs> I I I think I think it's a recency bias. I, in all honesty, Dan, again, you got that little feeling, that little thing in your chest that, you know, tells you to bet one way and, and maybe you think it might be the other way. I think the blaze actually go down in three here. I think this is going to be a really tough series. This is going to be another interesting one to watch. There's going to be, I, I, I can't tell whether there's going to be a lot of offense or shutdown physicality. I think you're going to see multi, you're going to see double digit point totals in all of these games. This is going to be one that goes down to the finish. I love the pick and talk about double-digit point totals. Motor City Hockey Club to Chicago Cougars. Chicago Cougars, the best offense in the country right now. This team's unstoppable. This team's unbelievable. MJDP might have lifted the banner and won this Midwest East and might have won this Midwest East division. But the Chicago Cougars, to me, entering the playoffs are number 1A to the MJDP 1B. I got the Cougars, man, and I think you're going to score a lot. Yeah, I think I've got the Cougars too. This is a chance for them to, to you know, get out there and show everyone why they're this 1A team, right? Why they're, they're just under MJDP in terms of the standings. They've added some guys late in the season, a ton of size, a ton of skill, and, and they've got this one. All right, we keep moving along in the Mid-Atlantic. The Skipjacks Hockey Club taking on the Rockets Hockey Club. Skipjacks are another kryptonite spot for the Rockets the Skipjacks and the Aviators big on upset wins over the Rockets Hockey Club I like the Rockets at all three levels this year I think all three levels of the Rockets make it to Nationals 100% agreed this Rockets team is is really hitting their stride in terms of their development all three levels are firing I've got the Rockets here as well two more picks Florida let's go down to Flow Rider Atlanta Manhatters Florida Eels I'm going to Eelstown, man. I like what Atlanta's done. They made some big additions. They're moving up the mountain. I think next year is Mad Hatter season. This year, though, Eels at both levels. See you at Nationals. Yeah, I, again, I agree with you here, Dan. I mean, the goal differential is just too much to ignore. It's one thing to try to pick an upset, but it's another thing to to, to not look at this Eels team. And to use, use the saying, like, you, you go into this game, you keep the penalties low, you put up, you put points up on the board, and then you look to next week. And this Manhattan squad, reorganize, rebuild, retool. Next season's going to be great for them, but this year it's the Eels. The final pick on today's episode, and stick with us. If our if your game wasn't picked, if your series wasn't picked, you will see it over social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at the underscore Dan K Show. Drop there. We'll make sure to make our picks. But in the Midwest East, Midwest Blackbirds. Fort Wayne Spacemen. Lucas, do you like the Blackbirds or do you like the Spacemen? You know, this isn't this is a tough one for me because the Blackbirds had a really impressive recruiting presence this season. Yep. 
but it just quite didn't show up this year. And when you, you it's it's funny because there's almost a soft correlation between teams with a heavy recruiting presence and teams that didn't quite pan out this season specifically. You talk about recruiting in a season unlike any other. Uh, this is the this is as hard as it gets. I think the Blackbirds are a next season team. I think the Fort Wayne Spacemen have a lot going for them right now. I think they're a pretty balanced squad right now. 186 goals for, 152 goals against. A little higher on the penalty side, but if you can keep that under control, it becomes a non-factor. I like the spaceman, Major Dan, to win control. I think it's a big-time win for the spaceman. I think it's a sweep. Love what the Midwest Blackbirds are doing out there out there in Indiana. I mean, they're working on kind of growing that organization from the ground up here. But the spaceman right now, it is. I feel like it's a spaceman type of year. Watch out, whoever has to play the spaceman in the next round out there in the Midwest East. Anybody's ball game. That's it. That's our picks on today's audio podcast. If you disagree, reach out to the Dan K Show at the underscore Dan K Show, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or www.dankshow.com. Let us know your thoughts, your beliefs, your disbeliefs, your agreements, your disagreements. It's been fun. We've made our picks. We have a ton of hockey to come, potentially a trip coming up that I still won't announce officially because I do not want to jinx it and be put out there like that. Then, Nationals time. Where are Nationals, you ask? March 18th through the 22nd. We'll be there the 17th through the 22nd every single day of coverage. The Dan K Show, Dan K, Lucas Jones, Hampton Roads, Virginia, all roads in the hockey world of the elite premiere of the USPHL lead to Hampton Roads, baby. Let's go. Cannot wait. But right now, we can wait because all roads lead to the classroom, folks. We don't forget that hockey is not just played on the ice. It's played off the ice. Being a great hockey player is also being a great student. Lucas, take it away with the academic corner. Well, this is going to be a short one this week, and it's going to be targeted at all you 10th and 11th grade hockey players out there. The next SAT test is coming up in March. Your ACT tests are coming up as well. If you're in 10th grade, now is the time to sign up for one of these later later tests, these Mays, these Junes. If they skip July, it'll be back around in August. You need a summer test under your belt so that you can prepare. You wouldn't go in to playoffs without having prepared. So why go into your second potential ACT or SAT without getting some real life game experience under your belt? So for those 10th graders, go out, get, take that summer SAT. I know no one wants to think about testing in the summer. Trust me, it'll be worth the time and effort. Then for you 11th graders, now is crunch time. If you've taken your first test, you gotta start signing up for that second one. I heavily advocate for two tests. I did it. Dan, I don't know if you took two tests back in the day. Did you take two tests or, or one SAT? Um, I slept through one. I took the other one and I did really well. So then I kind of said, I'm going to quit when I'm ahead. Don't use me, though, as, <laughs> as the kind of – I don't, I don't want to be the target here. Knowing <laughs> how – you can see how bad I was at the SAT, Lucas, by not knowing the word to use – in that sentence. <laughs> that is fair enough. Well, Dan, I like the intention to take two tests. Don't fall asleep during the test. Get some sleep. But, you know, if you're in 11th grade, it's crunch time now. You got to get those tests under your belt. Make sure you get that second one in. Register early. When that registration window opens, hop on that. The date, the time, get that money in. And a little tip, the student answer service, worth every penny. Promise I'm not being paid by a college board. I'm just a tutor and an advisor. Student answer service allows you to see all the questions you got wrong so you can practice them and get better. So it's crunch time. Let's get those tests under your belt. Love it. And we go to our parting words here. As we know, Lucas is usually silent in our parting words. So I take it away. It's playoff time. All right. I'm going to leave you with something here, boys. Listen up. Most people fail not because of lack of desire, but because of lack of commitment, okay? You've had a lot of chances to commit this year. You committed in the offseason to your workout program. You committed to battling through a COVID-19 season where things were all over the place. We're traveling around. We're making it work each and every day, battling through adversity every single day. You've made it through remote classroom sessions, Zoom classes, taking your testing online, you've, you've made it through all of this. 
you got to commit one more time. And this has to be a different level of commitment. Postseason commitment is a short focus commitment, right? We got our long focus commitments in life. We have our, our times where we hit the gym every day. We wake up every morning. This is short focus. This is a sprint now. We're done with the marathon. We've made it through the marathon. If you're in the postseason, I don't give a gosh darn if you've won one game or you've won 50 games. You are in the same tournament as everybody else. You look at the March Madness tournament that happens in March each and every year. The George Masons, the Loyola Chicago's, the Villanova's. You look at the squads that have had no chance in everyone's mind, who all season long have lost games, haven't had the record. Maybe people thought they don't belong in it. Shut them up. That's what you do. You respond with your play on the ice. Commit. You have an opportunity in front of you to raise a cup. If you're in the playoffs, you have an opportunity. I don't care who you are, where you are, what you did. Boom. Backstreet Boys brought that into the mix. Playoff time. Dan K isn't sleeping because I can't sleep thinking about the playoffs. This should be where your head's at. Commit, battle, raise a cup. Do not accept the seed as a reasoning why you can't win. Don't accept the regular season record as a reason why you can't win. And don't accept a tough opponent as a reason you can't win. Destiny's no matter no matter a chance, it's a matter of choice. Go get that destiny. Go raise that cup. We'll see you in Hampton Roads, baby. Dan K. Lucas Jones, thank you to Remastered Sleep, our proud sponsors. You want to sleep better? Buy the gosh darn water bottle. Head to remasteredsleep.com. Fight snoring with just a sip. It's as simple as drinking a water bottle. My mom's doing it. My mom's doing it. She's got the water bottle. She hates drinking water. She's always forgetting to do it. She doesn't like the taste of water. She snores, and she's feeling better already. She's battling through. You know, Lucas did it. I don't hear him at all on the road anymore. I sleep like a baby. It's great. And it's also helped my, my voice here for broadcasting purposes. Keep moving along. Elite Junior Profiles, man. What better partners than them? www.elitejrprofiles.com. Find out why the best team in the game is bringing your recruiting profile to the next level. The USPHL, the United States Premier Hockey League, will be at the national championship, baby. The voices of it all. Dan K. Lucas Jones, we can't wait for championship time, baby. Title Monday will be Dan K. Show filled. You can go to www.dankshow.com to find out more at the underscore Dan K. Show, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When Dan K. on the mic, it's always hockey night. Let's go, baby. Playoff time.